Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum football. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, Max Starks joining us right now. We need good entrance music when we walk into a room, Wolf. Good Max. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his. You don't have yours, though. No, you don't have yours either. I don't? No. What's oh. your entrance music? Well, don't are you kidding me? We have the show open, but that's just Jarrett making fun of me. That's yeah. not really a... I'm uh, sorry, Max. Now that's that you're saying, man, you never heard that? Is that what you're saying? If you come in humming a song that's not entrance <laughs> music, it doesn't count. Max, what? what's going he's on, buddy? Out of the tunnel. <laughs> God. All right, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm here to change it up. Change it up before we get loopy. Okay, good. <laughs> You're yeah. too late for that. Yeah, right. That a while. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, well, we were just talking about this, Max. The the jump from week one to week two offensively for the Cardinals, and obviously we're talking more first half because the second half they just kind of didn't have the ball other than that first drive. Uh, but to to be able to pull off that sort of jump, and I guess the, the real thought here is can they do something similar going into week three against a much tougher defense? What did you see from the Cardinals in the first half against the Giants that, that maybe you didn't expect? Well, I, I think a continuation defensively of a team that wants to fight. I think that's the first thing that really took hold for me. And then also, I mean, just seeing Josh Dobbs another week more comfortable in this system and, you know, having a high completion percentage, you know, completed over 66% of his, you know, over two-thirds of his passes um, and looked clean, kept the book, kept the football out of harm's way and allowed this run game and what you really needed to do to get established. James Conner had a solid day, and I think involving all of the different receivers to keep confusing this Giants defense was really nice to see. I mean, you know, I love what he was doing with Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz. Hello, welcome again, sir. He's still here. When you're talking about top tight end talent that's been around this league, um, it was a nice mixed approach. He kind of felt a little bit more warm and fuzzy about, okay, Wait till we see what happens when we do get a Kyler Murray back, right? If Josh Dobbs is doing this without having any of that type of um, knowledge that Kyler has or capabilities, maybe it can only get better from here because this is a tough process when you have a full sales suite change of coaches and philosophy. So the fact that they're grasping it this soon, I think is a bright spot to, to, to look at. Max, you know, after the game, one of the things I really appreciated about J.G., Jonathan Gannon, of course, he got up in front of the football universe and he said, you know what, uh, we got outcoached in this game. And he blamed himself as a former player. I can't stand that when a coach does that because I just want to say, you know what, I call the play, coach. Let me go out there and execute and I will do my job. And, of course, it didn't always go that way. (laughs) It did not. But I appreciated the fact he did that. What did you think about that? Did you did you have the same sentiment? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing, Wolf, is right, is that when a coach can admit that fault, that maybe there was something else he was thinking, or maybe he didn't have faith calling this, um, yeah, you know, fall on the sword. That's your job as a leader, right? You know, you lead from the front, not from the behind. And so... You can appreciate that. And also, you're put in a unique position, right? You're still trying to gain the trust of this team. 
So there's going to have to be some type of concessions on your part where you might have some preconceived notions going into this versus letting the play dictate it, the execution dictated mm-hmm. versus maybe a preconceived notion about being hesitant or being safe. This is not a safe sport. If you want a safe sport, go to non-contact or colli- yes. a non-collision sport. Thank you for but that, Max. what he has has been, you know, it has to be that transparency because you're still winning the trust of these players. Max, uh, you know, how they attacked in that first half, and, you know, yes, your point is well taken. In the second half, they got, it, it appeared certainly too conservative, but in the first half, they were actually taking some shots down the field, and I and I, I get, you know, in, in week one against the Commanders, they didn't have Chase Young, but they still had pain and sweat and all the weapons they have on defense, so maybe that wasn't the time to do it, but I, I was encouraged by that. Is that something you think they could do against Dallas, or does that get mitigated because of Micah Parsons and everybody they have? Uh, controlling the line of scrimmage is job number one (laughs) on the offense and right now nobody has been able to control the line of scrimmage against the Dallas Cowboys so if you can get the time to throw it downfield I think why not because listen at this point everybody's already counted you out everybody's already put dirt on you so why not go out there and let it hang you know yes Trevon Diggs is a good corner but also Trevon Diggs gets burnt, as we've seen. So why not test Hollywood Brown against Trayvon Diggs and see what could happen? We see that Josh Dobbs has an arm, and he can put the ball down the field and put it in a place where his guy can go get it. So I, I wouldn't be going in fearful of what that opposition is because at the end of the day, they're still men. They're still humans, right? Nobody there has, has pledged allegiance to being a cyborg or admitted to, you know, running off of a battery and not energy or some other alternative energy source, (laughs) like they still bleed. If you still punch them in the mouth, they still can get blocked. So why not take those? I don't think you have, you should be conservative at this point. You know, you're 0-2. So everybody expects the worst out of you. So why not be daring? Why not be a little bit more aggressive? Because you saw what happened when you were aggressive in the first half, and you saw what happened when you started count, counting everything around you and you started playing a little cost, oh, man, you know, we should do this. No, let it hang. I mean, at this point in the year where you're at, I don't, I, I, I don't subscribe to the school of let's play cautious and let's just see if we can get these things done. No, you need to make a splash. You need to be able to have some, some, some wild plays. And why not create those? Because I think the confidence is there in Josh Jobs. And you know you got the horses on the outside that can actually – give chase and give some pursuit and really confuse this thing. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, Mac's going to stick around and we'll go through some reactions, potential overreactions. Are the Bengals done? Is the NFC East the best division in football? We'll get into all of that and more next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max Starks. Max Starks. Max Stone Football. With Wolf and Luke. Since we got Max here, it's a good time to go around the league. Kind of get caught up. We're through two weeks now, Wolf. What's some overreactions? Want to do some overreactions? Let's do some overreactions. Max, uh, you've already been outvoted, even if you don't want to do overreactions, because you already have two yeses. But do you want to do some overreactions? Yeah, let's do it, guys. Let's have some fun. <laughs> that sounded totally Miami natural. Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. No, I have the overreactions oh. over here. You don't oh, let him do it, Wolf. Okay. Let him do it. Yeah, I know. This is Sorry. not Wolf. Wolf, you can't make freestyle. It's right. pre-scripted. Yeah, right. you can't just be throwing crazy <laughs> stuff out there. It's ridiculous. All 
All right, so I'm going to throw them out, and uh, you guys respond. Okay, here we go. The first one. The Miami Dolphins will go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was good, Luke. <laughs> that was good. Expert you know what? I, I, I just want to say this quickly. I know you're the guest, and we should allow you to answer that first, Max. But you know what? I'm going to railroad you right now. I'm just going to say I love the physicality of the Miami Dolphins. I love uh, the schemes that they employ, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I love the fact that they can bash you in the mouth, that they will run play action, and they will take shots down the field. I love this kind of football. They mix it up. Obviously, they're they're modeled after the 49ers to some degree, and I love the way they play football in all three phases. Uh, ditto? No, just joking. Um, you know, funny enough, uh, I am used to this. Uh, you know, this, this that was, he big-brothered me there. I, I see this was a little bit of pent-up angst from Craig, where as a younger brother getting bullied on, he just said, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. You know, I, I I am a wolf cub, so I get it. I get it. I'm not yep. a full-blown big wolf. So now, I don't mind that. But I, I agree, and I think also, Wolf, to add on top of that is – They've shown that they're convertible as an offense. Yeah. They, they, they showed you what the aerial assault looks like in week one against the Chargers, and then they went ground and pound to combat the New England Patriots' style of defense, and they went right at their mouth with, with Raheem Mostert. So the fact that they can change and adjust and adapt – Makes them very scary, like you said, very opportunistic, and they and they played well against the Patriots without Jalen Phillips. So imagine when you get that guy off the edge again. Um, that that's going to make them a very complete defense. But they have the speed. They also have the power to go with it. So yeah, let's go with overreaction. Dolphins going to the Super Bowl, not undefeated though. <laughs> not They're even not the seventy-two team. Yeah, <laughs> what, what would happen if the Dolphins were the last undefeated team? Would the seventy-two Dolphins celebrate when they lost? That's no. never really come up. Yeah. They're- yeah, I don't know what Mercury Morris would do. Yeah. I don't know. It would be like bittersweet. He'd go get like some Ripple. He wouldn't get champagne. <laughs> like, oh, look, they're undefeated. Uh. Just, just a juice box or something. Yeah, uh, exactly. All right. Max gets to answer this one first, Wolf. Okay. okay. This is my next one. Um, the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs for the first time since Joe Burrow's rookie year. Uh, yes. Yes. Really? Wow. I, 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 because here, you know, so here's a stat is that if Lamar Jackson is healthy, Lamar Jackson now just became uh, 7-1 and one as a starter against the Bengals. So the <laughs> Bengals can't beat the Ravens. Okay. So that is where I think, regardless of how they are, and then now this aggravating injury is coming up with Joe Burrow, which is going to be a recurring theme unless he takes an extended amount of time off. But if he takes an extended amount of time off, the Bengals, I feel, will fall further into futility. And that's where I think that now, finally, the last couple years of long playoff um, pushes are now starting starting to rear their heads. And also, free agency poaching over the last two years is starting to rear its ugly head because they can't stop anybody right now. If you can't score points and you can't stop anybody... That does that doesn't bode well for the squad. Yeah, um, uh, you know I want to say everything Max said is right, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, for the love, sake of journalistic integrity no, here, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> there's no journalist sitting here. I can yeah. 
promise you that much. Um, Joe Burrow, I, I just think right now, um, Joe Burrow has admitted the fact that missing training camp definitely hurt him. There's no doubt about that. And because of it, I think he's only going to get better. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are only going to get better as the season unfolds. Don't rule them out now. Not a great quarterback, and I consider Joe Burrow to be a great quarterback. I'm trying, as you were talking, to look up the, the because Max will appreciate this, even if you don't, Wolf. Fantasy football scoring through the first two weeks, Joe Burrow is 31st among quarterbacks. There you go. And that seems high, I, honestly. I will promise you right now, he will not be. No, as long thirty first at the end of the season. I, the the biggest thing that Max just said in there is is the injury. Like if he's not going to play on Monday night, if he's going to miss a game or two, or this is going to linger all season because they can't, they were zero and two last year and they were just fine, but they just don't look right this year. And if he's really if he's going to be hurt, then that's obviously going to be that much tougher. Uh, all right, let's throw out another one here. Uh, let's go with this one. The Jets need to move on from Zach Wilson to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> And get who? What's well, part of the question? Who is out there? That that's the you know. Can you go get a Tyrod Taylor? Maybe. Um, can you go get uh, insert random quarterback name that's not played in a long time here? Yeah, that's all you got because. And also, you have to realize teams right now are not going to give up their second string quarterback because of injuries and needing them to play. So. You're now looking at emergency backups, practice squads, and couch potatoes. That's that. That's your pool. And who is left on that pool? You can go get Mason Rudolph sitting there. He's a third-string quarterback, emergency quarterback for the Steelers. Maybe you can trade for him, but nobody wanted him in open market. So why all of a sudden now is there an intrigue? And he has to learn a new system. Um, you could go try and get... Maybe you can talk your way into Malik Willis, but that—that that, I mean, what? What? That's not an upgrade for you because Malik Willis hasn't proven himself, um, you know, competent yet at this level. He still needs some time on the shelf to uh, to easy bake oven cook. Um, yeah, what else am I missing? I mean, yeah, Drew Locke retired. <laughs> so, I mean, you know who I'd go get, honestly, right now? I think I know who you're going to say. Who? Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> no, not Vinny Testaverde. Okay, well, I can't believe sorry. I'm going to say this, but at least he was on the team last year. You could get Joe Flacco. Who yeah, played last I'm year. not saying Joe Flacco okay, yeah. either. Carson if Wentz. I, if I were the New York Jets right now, I'd go get Tom Jacoby Brady. Brissett. Uh, huh? That's who I'd go get. Jacoby Brissad right now. Where he's is backup. Jacoby right now? He, He's the backup for the Commanders. Jacoby Brissad. Not happening. They're not giving away a second. They're not getting well, rid of a backup. Well, They're not going to get rid of a backup. Well, they would if the price was right, bruh. But they, they would, gave right? all their prices away when they got Aaron Rodgers and all, of his, and all of his cronies in free agency. And then they just got Dalvin Cook. So... They don't they, unless you're talking about future rights like the 2025 pick. Sure, but 2024 is locked up. Well, the answer here is simple. Since they have Aaron Rodgers, they should go get Jordan Love somehow because that would go over real well with Aaron. Yeah, they, you know, they, listen, they're not going to get a first round pick for Jacoby Brissett. They're not going to get that. They're not going to get a second round pick for Jacoby Brissett. You've got draft capital that you could use. What do you is, give me for Clayton Tune right now? 
<laughs> no, no. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, here's a guy who was PB paid $8 million, by the way, by the commanders. Yeah. The commanders! They paid him $8 million to be that backup. And that was the insurance policy for Sam Hall. It's fully guaranteed right now. Yes, it is. Fully guaranteed since week one. So, yes. so yeah, Colt Jacoby McCoy's Brissett out there, too. Right now. Well, Colt McCoy, I, I'd still go with Jacoby Brissett right now. Um, all right. The, to be fair, this segment ended when you called Max Breath. That was the end of the segment. <laughs> this has all been off the air since then. Text us your thoughts. part of the family, so we do call him yeah, Breath. We, we can say that. Yeah. Um, Arizona Sports, Redbird Farms, Chicken, and Coca-Cola are teaming up to bring you an exclusive limited edition State 48 Donovan New Era t-shirt. Be among the first 50 fans to join us tomorrow at the Albertsons at Desert Ridge Marketplace between 4 and 6 p.m. Claim your free shirt with proof of purchase on any Redbird Farms or Coca-Cola products. Just head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details. We come back. What's the key for the Cardinals if they really want to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday? Max Starks will break it down as Maximum Football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Football. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, uh, quick update. Chase Field, Wolf. Lamont Wade Jr. let off the game with a home run. He started it last night, too. Yeah. Not with a home run, but... Right? To maybe calm down a little bit. I know. Uh, and, by the way, Merrill, like, can we settle... There's a guy in second, like, what, or first, rather. There's a guy in first. What's going on here in the first inning? Yeah. Okay. Come on, Merrill. Merrill, let's, you know... Yes, the Diamondbacks can score eight runs if they need to, but we don't need to make them score eight runs, right. Merrill. Help us out. Man. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Max Starks is here. We're going to talk a little uh, football. We've been talking a little football, and we're going to talk more football while... Uh, I'm sorry. I am distracted every time Jock Peterson's up to bat and Tommy Pham's in the field. I just uh, During fantasy football season, and you got these two on the field in a playoff game at the same time, it's great. And it looks like Jock Peterson just grounded into a almost double play. It's just one out. Uh, Max, you got Dallas coming to town on Sunday. So... We know it's going to be a tough matchup, obviously. Dallas has looked better than almost anybody in the NFL the first two weeks. But, you know, they they faced the Giants, who were less than impressive, and they faced Zach Wilson in Week 2. Is there any chance Dallas isn't quite as good as they look? Um, there is a possibility um, that they're not. I mean, right now... Dak Prescott's playing out of his mind. He's playing at his normal high-intensity level that we expect from him, high completion percentage, you know, pinpoint accuracy, blah, 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 all those good things we talk about. But there's always that lull for Dak Prescott every season. And that's when he gets pressured, when you start jumping routes and creating turnovers, then that doubt starts to fester in his head, and then he just kind of spirals out of control. Um you know, the defense is playing at a high level. Listen, Micah Parsons is ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's playing out of his mind, but he's just one player. Um, you know, I heard Charlie Weiss on on his morning show on SXM talking about, he's like, I'm not calling him Lawrence Taylor. But, <laughs> I, but he's like, but he's the closest thing I've seen to Lawrence since Lawrence left the league. Yep. And that's high praise. And I will give it to him. Micah Parsons is an amazing talent. But he can be blocked. 
He can be stopped. It's just more so the fear going along with it, because I remember this with James Harrison, right? It was the fear of James Harrison versus what James Harrison actually did, right? The legend precedes the man. And so, you know, you have to pay attention to him. Absolutely. Not saying you don't have to. But the problem is when you do pay attention to him, you got to worry about Demarcus Lawrence on the opposite side. You got to worry about Jonathan Hankins in the middle um, and a Diggy Zua. Like you, you have a really good defensive front that you have to give equal credence to. Um, so you can't lose sight of them, but they can't, they can be thrown on. They can be scored on, but your pass, but the, you have to slow that pass rush. You have to commit to the run game and be earnest in that run game. So you can set up the play action so that, you know, you can take something off of the pass rush of these guys. And that's what the Cardinals are going to have to do. They're going to have to make sure they establish a run early. You're at home. So you have a good shot at doing that in front of your home crowd. And then utilize the play action and make this game a physical game and be ready for the fight. Whether you get, whether you got to put the grease on your cheeks ahead of time before you step out of the corner um, or you, you got to do something else to hype yourself up. You've got to you've got to make this a dirty fight. And I don't think the other the first two teams were willing to do that. The state of New York was not ready to do that against the Dallas Cowboys. And so you have to come in with a different mindset. You are the underdog. You are backed into a wall, and you just got to come out swinging. That's why I said you can't, be, you can't be cautious on letting it rip. You know, single high, let it fly, right? Is that the philosophy, Wolf? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> once again, I, I just wonder how many single high looks they're going to have, especially early on. I, I just don't know if Dan Quinn is going to walk that safety down. I think they have to come out and run the ball and, yes, and bring exactly. that safety down, right, Max? I yeah, think if force they, it. Yes, the issue. Uh, force Dan Quinn to bring that safety down. And, and we all know when he does, he's going to play cover three. That, that's all yeah. Dan Quinn does for the most part right there. But you know what, too? I, I think the quick passing game has also got to be something that the, the Cardinals employ this week. And hopefully we're going to see more of it. You know, the slant route, of course, the, the zero route. Um, we see a lot more smash contact. Concepts where you get a trips formation and they in the number two and number three receivers they run goes and all of a sudden here comes that number one receiver coming run running right down after taking a couple of steps up coming straight down the line I think they need to be really really creative and how quickly they get the ball out in use of the quick passing game to kind of discourage the pass rush as well your thoughts on that well I I, I think you're right in the trips but I would even go one further I'd say bunch sets okay get a little muddled um you know with 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 responsibilities you have the outside guy you know running running double verticals and like you said coming across on shallow drags because if you are going to play too high you're now putting a quandary on Leighton Vander Esch as well as um what's the other boy uh Damon Clark yes uh putting them in a quandary and Rondell Moore let's face it let's see him utilized and allow him to kind of do some underneath stuff because the fear that you're always worried about Zach Ertz down the seam 
and Marquise Brown streaking down the sidelines. So if you can somehow pair that and then you add Rondale on the outside of that bunch set or that triangle and have them running the more clear-out style routes and boom, underneath, now you've got something and now you can really put stress on those linebackers having to read vertical and also read side to side. Like, which decision am I going to take? Am I going to carry Zach Hurts or am I going to bump off on, on Rondale Clark? And then now... You got a one or two option. Hit the seam, hit hit the shallow drag. So you need to put them in those type of conf- – you can't spread it out and allow everybody to have their concept and ha- allow everybody to have their responsibility nice and clean. You've got to use it smartly or motion into it. You can have you can have a stack twins and then motion it over to a bunch, right? You can do some different things. And then that'll also tell you, hey, more often than not, it's going to be zoned anyways. They're not playing man. So – how are you going to utilize those different options that you can use to give Josh Dobbs a pre-snap read while also confusing that linebacking core? Because that's really where it is. The underneath stuff is what teams are liking to do um, against teams who are playing it safe, still trying to figure out what their defense is or trying to figure out how they're going to attack you. They'll play soft. I mean, week ones and weeks two, I mean, how many shallow you know routes have we seen where teams are taking advantage? I had the Buffalo-Las Vegas game. On Sunday, and that's all. That's that's all Josh Allen did. He's like, I'm going to take what they give me, and then I turn around. Cleveland Browns did the same exact thing. I'm going to take what they give me, and then I turn on the Seattle game. They're going to take what they give me. Brock Purdy, San Francisco. I'm going to take what they give me. And in fact, I love this anyways because I want to put the ball in my faster receivers' hands and let them juke and make moves and get yards after the catch. So it's a trend in the NFL right now. So why not utilize that yourself? play into these proclivities that teams are having right now until they fully identify this is who we are. Max, um, let's let's play this out here. Let's let's just say a week from now you're on the show and we're talking about the Cardinals pulling an upset over the Dallas Cowboys. Who's the player that jumps to your mind that we would be talking about in that scenario? Uh, they pull they pull an upset. You know what? I I'd probably say Zach Ertz and Rondell Moore, two guys I mentioned because I think if you're talking about utilizing the shallow and underneath game, those will be the two main culprits that will free up a Marquise Brown. And also James Conner trudging the way. I don't think James Conner is going to have 100 rushing in this game, but the commitment of having 10, 12, 15 rushes under his belt is also going to add to that, right? Because the second you pull that up, now you can start throwing stuff over the top of, of, of Van Der Esch and Clark in the middle, and you can start hitting some of that stuff. You can probably take advantage of the two tight end sets, the little 12 personnel where you, where they're like, okay, they're about to run. Boom, all crap, play action. I stepped up one step too far, dump it over the top to Zach Ertz, right? So that's where I think those guys should be some of the names in consideration if they are to pull the upset, because you're going to need those guys. You know what Marquise Brown can do. You can give them those one-on-one go balls but the volume catches the chain the chain moving catches i think we'll reside with those two if we're gonna have success all right we come back we'll stick with football could kyler murray be coming back sooner than we thought there's a reason that's coming up today specifically we're gonna keep two-time super bowl champion max starks around for some more maximum football next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Max. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. 
going to tell you right now, we're we're gonna we're gonna lose Wolf here. I, it, it's already distracting. I was distracted last segment when Corbin Carroll was on the base paths stealing bases. Wolf is completely caught up with umpire cam that they have on the broadcast right now. Yeah, it's not only umpire cam, it's Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Yeah. right now running down a ball that was in the gap. That was very Alec Thomas-like right there from Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I mean, you got a full stride, dead sprint, runs a ball down that was a double. 1-1 right now, top of the second. There's already been like eight big plays in this game and it's 1-1 and it's the top Man, of the Man, that was once again the Diamondback defense, their ability to field their position that makes them special. Here, uh, Max Max hasn't heard this yet, okay? Well, maybe he has, but I don't know how big Max is on TikTok. Max, uh, I don't know if you saw it not. or not. Okay, well... I'm, the, not, a t- I'm not a ticker. Uh, or, a or a talker? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray posted this couple hours before we went on the air today, and it was a video of him doing squats with a dumbbell. Wolf, you said you thought it was like 100 pounds? Yeah, I, I did. I thought it was... Uh, Wow. It was a large dumbbell. You've seen him, of course, Max. And he was holding it under his chin. Both hands, of course. He was holding one end of it under his chin and doing squats where all the weight, of course, was right over the knee. And he was doing those squats. And they were good. They were deep squats that he was doing right there. And it got me a little jacked up to well, see him doing that. There was that. And we talked about this earlier. It was very much the opposite of like the glitz and glamour of playing an NFL game. It was in basically an empty gym. There was like yeah. other guys wandering around, but it was just doing the most mundane exercise in an empty gym. And then Max, they had this uh, this write, uh, writing on it. It said, "I tore my ACL eight months ago. This is the only major injury I've had. I've never missed the game like this. I'm itching to get back. You learn a lot about yourself in these types of moments. To those of you who ride with me, support me, speak up for me. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. I won't let us down." And then at the very end, it just said, "Soon." With proper punctuation, too. There we go. There we go. So, somebody uses the spell check now. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, you have to be excited, right? I mean, if you're seeing what this team is doing with an inexperienced quarterback who got here after the preseason, you have to be more excited about a guy of Kyler Murray's experience level, um, his affinity and his, and his relationship with his teammates, a guy who can come in and pick things up, I think, a lot quicker because he has chemistry already, whereas Josh Dobbs is still feeling out his chemistry and, and is already over two-thirds uh, completion percentage, right? He's, he's over 66% completion rate. Um, so you have to be excited about that and what he means also to it in addition to your run game. Um, just the threat that he has on the edge, the threat that he has when pockets break down that he is mobile enough to make things happen and cause some confusion for the for the for the defensive guys who are trying to t- attack him. So it does present a new dimension for you, and the sooner the better because you're still in a position where you can get back in things. Like it's tougher. Absolutely, but you can still get back in things. And if you can prove a mastery in this offense, you're going to be in a very good place. And also it changes your perception about what you're going to potentially deal with in the future, right? Yeah. The decisions that will have to be made at draft time. If he comes in and looks the part that you expect him to look, 
who am I to say that you have to go QB with your top overall That's pick and exactly the other one that right. you have, right? That's exactly so, right. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, positivity is brimming because we're seeing a competitive team when everybody put them in the dumpsters and lit it on fire. Um, you know, <laughs> they were not expecting what they saw in that Giants game. They were not expecting this team to compete with the Commanders. Remember this? They were like touchdown. They were touchdown underdogs. Yeah. And to fight and lead most of that game as well, like this is not what people were anticipating. So, you know, for Drew Petzing, you have to be inspired by this. Okay, guys are getting it. I've made it palatable that everybody can digest it. Nobody has a sensitive tummy about what we're trying to do offensively, that everybody's understanding it, and we're starting to see more confidence on this offense. So, absolutely. And then defense is playing remarkably well. You know, the way that you're seeing Dennis Gardeck step into this route, Kaiser White, right? Even Zayvon Collins, you know, coming alive and showing why he got a first-round grade. Like, all these things are things you need to do. Now, I know we'll be missing Buda Baker, but this team is playing inspired ball, and I think if they can continue that and then you still get your, your, your captain or your face of the franchise back, things can only go up from there. Yeah, you know, for me, too, I think of the Arizona Cardinals right now. They're number 10 in rushing yards per game and number 10 in rushing yards per play, Max. You know, I mean, they're yeah. running the ball very, very well. And I think of James Conner specifically. And how many times have we seen James Conner in the queue, right? In the queue position, six, seven yards deep behind the quarterback. And here comes the quarterback under center and they run the tackle zone. They run the stretch, They run the, the wide zone, whatever it is you want to call it. They run that. And guess what's happening? They're running the ball effectively doing this. And, yeah, they love counter as well. I love the fact they're mixing the power schemes with the zone schemes. I love the fact everybody does that for the most part now. It's part of being a, a very diverse offense and a versatile offense in the NFL. You've got to run both those schemes. But I think the way that they're doing it right now is really encouraging. And that's why it's going to be really interesting when Kyler Murray comes back, will they put James Conner in the queue? Will they put Kyler Murray under center? They have to, as far as I'm concerned, they have to put him under center more, and they've got to continue to run the ball or they're not going to be as competitive as they've been. Max, we uh, we appreciate it as always, man. I know you got like a super busy schedule, but thanks for taking the time today. We'll talk to you again in a week, all right? Hey, my pleasure, guys. Have fun, and we'll talk next week. Okay, man. Thanks a lot.